Let us say hello to Energized Cho, who I Oh, uh, the lads. You know these guys? Oh my god, do I know these lads. They have a great podcast. They come from Ireland. They speak to all the upcoming prospects in Irish MMA. Oh. These lads are right. the shit. I love them. Okay, right. let's see what they got. Energize show up the Irish. Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the guest. Today we have undefeated flyweight, cage warriors at EFC flyweight champion, Data White contender series sensation, Jake Hadley. Jake, how are you doing, yeah, man? man? I'm good, man. You, man, never better. Look at that Dana White contender series T-shirt. How many no, of them did you get? What you say? Sorry. How many of those Dana White contender uh, series T-shirts did you get? About five or six of them, to be fair. Nice. One. Oh, lovely, lovely. And come here. That's, um, that's, that's what you get when like you get everyone to tune in and watch you win. Like that's that's what happens, you know. And then shout out <laughs> to the Voila Money guys as well. The the they're nice guys over there. Yeah, man, they support me, so I gotta support them. You get me. Absolutely, absolutely. Jake, obviously you're fresh off your uh, second round rear naked choke win on Dana White Contender Series. What was that moment like when it was announced you got the contract from Dana White? Well, obviously, you know, um, I knew I was eventually going to be in the UFC. That was just like, I knew that was going to happen. But uh, I kind of like didn't expect to get signed after the fight because of obviously the weight miss. Um, you know, and, and I guess being, um, you know, in a bit of the trouble with the UFC as well. I didn't expect to get signed. I maybe expected another shot on Contender Series because at the end of the day, I knew my, my win was uh, impressive. And I know what I've done before I signed to the UFC was even more than impressive. So, um, you know, I knew my pedigree would, would be maybe enough to give me another shot. But um, to get the contract, you know, just shows how much uh, Dana White thinks of me, you know, because he obviously went against his matchmakers, his, his business partners, um, and signed me. And he said how much of a true talent I am. He spoke to me in the back as well, said how much of a special fighter I am. Um, you know, that is something I already know. I already know I'm a special fighter, um, you know, but to hear it from the, the boss man, he, he knows the best, let's be real. Like, he's the best in the fight business, any fight business, um, Including like boxing or anything, he's the he's the best in it. Dana White, he, he knows he knows when someone's going to be a star, um, and he's ne he's never wrong, is he? Let's be real. So, um, you know, he knows I'm going to be a star, and um, he went against his business partners and 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 picked me up. So that was quite a shock. Yes. So yeah, yeah, make, sure, make, make sure to check out Jake's Instagram to to check out that moment as well. That was an unbelievable moment. Jake, tell us a bit about that. Um, the, what's called obviously Sean Shelby and um, Mick Maynard seem to have some sort of issue against you. Was that just the way cut, or did something else happen during the week that they they seem to think that you know you weren't a nice guy or something through the week? That's sort of the feeling I got from Dana White's words. Can you tell us any? Give us any insight to that? Well, I, I've I've never even spoke to Mick Maynard or Sean Shelby to be honest. So if I've upset them, I. Well, I definitely don't know what I've done to upset them because I haven't even spoke to them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I wouldn't say I've done anything to them from not to want to pick me up. Or the only thing I could say is obviously I've missed the weight, so they're not. And what happened with, with the that. weight? Sorry, Jake. Well, because you've never done it before. No, I've never missed the weight before. I've always made weight. I've I've always when I say I've always the last you know. 
three or four years, I've really grown into the weight, and I'm a I'm a big flyweight now. Like, um, you know, I'm I'm a very big flyweight, and obviously, I was meant to fight. I was in camp for like eight nine weeks. The fight got pulled because of my visa, and I was told directly by my manager, who, who was speaking directly to the UFC, that I would not fight on Contender Series, and not to get my hopes up, I will not be fighting. Um, so I was completely out of camp for three weeks. When I say I was completely out of camp, I still trained twice a day, six days a week. But as far as you know, my weight it went back up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was not, I was not training for a fight. Um, I was out of camp for three, three and a half weeks. They hit it on me, short notice, two and a half week notice to make, you know, fight. You know, I believed I could make the weight, and I was making the weight, um, and it was going successful, successfully. <clears throat> Basically, I've what I believe, you know, I can't one hundred percent put my my you know hand on it and say this is definitely what happened. But um, basically, I was in Vegas. I was sweating all the time. I was training hard, sweating and that. And then I must have ate something or drank something. Was held onto water onto my body. Imagine I'm doing extra sessions than I'd normally do this close to a fight. And I'm not even sweating in the, in the, with the heating on and everything in the room and this red up Vegas weather. I'm not getting up in the night and having a wee or anything like that, which is usually something what would happen when you're trying to, you know, when you're losing the weight and that the water weight. But, I, actually, um, I, I actually said that to Barry during the week because obviously you made championship weight in EFC and championship weight in Cage Warriors. So I was like, he normally he normally has to make 125 on the button. So I was like, it must be something to do with maybe the food you ate in America is saltier or something like that, as opposed to, you know, all your previous fights, well, by the EFC one was in Africa, was in the UK. I was like, he probably has brought his own food with him, so he's more controlled. So do you think it was maybe that you weren't as in, in control of the food as you normally would be if you're fighting in the UK? Yeah, I, I honestly believe it's something to do with the water. I can't 100% say it was, but I know, like, I'd happen to drink these waters, and I'd drink, like water loaded on these waters. Um, it just said purified water on it, and then I picked up the box which was on the floor, and then I've read sodium, uh, and I've fucking oh, I thought shit, and um, you know obviously sodium holds onto water, so mm. like I was, I was a bit panicking. Then I was like, oh shit, and then I've stopped sweating and stuff like that. A couple of days later, and. And I was like, I already knew I was in problems. So I started cutting weight early because <laughs> I already knew I would mm. like, I, I knew by not sweating and track, like wrapping up layers and layers of clothing and hitting pads hard, which I normally wouldn't do that. Um, and not even sweating. I was thinking, shit, I mean, I'm in for a, an hard weight cut this time because, you know, I'm a big, I cut a lot of weight anyway, mm. but um, I knew I was in for a struggle this time. And then, um, you know, I've I've come come to do my bath and uh, my, you know, my weight cut and that, and I'm you know getting the first bath and I'm you know I'm I'm sweating and that, but I've only lost zero point three, and then that that was a panic. Then it was like we was like shit, you know. Um, so basically, we just kept cut all night long, all night long, all morning, all through the night, all through the morning, never slept one bit. And um, so the joys, the put, joys of a Thank God right. you didn't invite me, man. What do you say? Sorry. I said, thank God you didn't invite me. <laughs> I must have cut weight for 10 hours straight. And uh, basically, I would have made the weight. 
but I just ran out of time. And then the worst thing about it is when I ran out of time for the weight, um, we was like, all right, then we all miss weight now. And we might have enough time to make the weight. You know, we've got one pound left. And anyway, we get in there. I, I missed the weight. And um, the, then one person told us to go wait over here. So we're waiting over, over here for a bit. 20 minutes goes past. I'm like, man, I can't keep waiting here. I need to lose the weight. So I get my one of my coaches to go up to the guy and he's like, what are you waiting there for? Go cut your weight. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so I've been waiting here for nothing. Like, you know what I mean? So that just took 20 minutes off me. Like, yeah. So, like, it was just yeah. a, a bit of a mess. But at the end of the day, I believe in my, my, in my mind, I believe that it was all meant to happen for a reason. I've had... I've had a hard year this year uh, in my personal life and that uh, and stuff. And I feel like, in a way, it was like a test from God to say to me, how bad do you want it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll even, I'll even make you miss weight and everything. Let's see if you could still perform under the pressure. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the end of the day, this is what I do. And I went out there and I still performed either way. And, 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 you know, after a hard weight cut, I tell you, you know what I mean? So that just shows you I can perform under anything. And, yeah. and you know, I know it was only a two-round fight, but like fought at a fast fast pace. And I, I weren't even breathing out my mouth, you know what I mean? I was still breathing out my nose. And that's a guy who's just done a 10 hours straight in the flipping bath. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, yeah, you're probably fighting the best version of Mitch uh, Raposo you'll ever see because he was fresh off the Ultimate Fighter as well. So he was like in there training his ass off as well. So it, it was an absolutely incredible performance and probably one that was unnecessary. Did you feel that maybe you should have been straight in the UFC without having to go the Contender Series route? Well, well, I'll, I, um, you know, I've heard talks of, you know, uh, the matchmakers are going to give him this and that and this and that now uh, through... I don't. I don't know if they don't like me. I, I should imagine that they should like me because you know I'm a nice and I'm I'm a nice enough geezer to anyone. You know what I mean. Um, I haven't spoke two words to any of them. So, but like, I weren't having no favors anyway. You know. What you I know mean? what, something, Jake. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think anyone wants to fight you. You know that. I don't think anyone would be lining up to fight White Kong anytime soon. I think. You're a real problem in this vision, and you're right oh, in the yeah, mix definitely. at the very top straight away. I think they'll be struggling to get matches with you at the no, start. No, cause, no one will fight me. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they'll look at your record, they'll see you're a champion in multiple organizations, and they'll be like, nah, they'll want to see you get two or three fights in before they'll be forced to fight you. I don't think any of these guys, you know, ranked 10 to 15, will want to take Jay Kong in the first out and Barry. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, no, I was going to ask, I was going to throw that back to you, Ross. Why, why do people, why can't people watch Jake Hadley fights for people that haven't seen it? I, I just think Jake's pace is relentless and he's, you know, he has power on the feet and also he's as dangerous on, on the ground as we saw in the Contender Series. And I just think when it comes to European talent, Jake is up there with the best. You know, he's undefeated in his pro career for a reason. He's a champ champ into the top organizations outside of the UFC. And I look, the, I look at the uh, UFC rankings and I pull them up and there's no reason why we couldn't see Jake Hadley in there with the Alex Perez, Pantoja, Askarov, Kai France right up there straight away. And I think come close to the, I think he probably originally be the underdog, come close to the fight night. 
you know, you could see that a betting line change. And Jake Hadley, I'm shocked he's not already in the UFC, to be honest, at this yeah, stage. Exactly. Yeah, man, like I said, like I was saying, I should have already been in the um, the UFC. But the guys who they offered me on contenders, played some Rodriguez uh, originally. He was a jungle fight champion. And look what he went on to do on contenders. He went on to smash a geezer up. Mitch Raposo, he's a, a big talent, number one pick on um, the Ultimate Fighter, oh, number one overall pick. Um, I've heard up through the grapevine, this guy is a real, real talent and real expected to go far, you know what I mean? And uh, to be honest, I just, you know, had my way with him, you know what I mean? As in, I fought him in his own game, which is the striking, and I was winning that. And then as soon as I thought, right, now it's my time now to take over now, I just took him down and just choked him out as easy as anything. You know what I mean? And and as far as these guys in the UFC, yeah, I'm I'm ready for anyone you can bring in. I, I don't care, man. Like, obviously, uh, they've got to discuss it with my management, but I don't care, man. I could, you know, fast track me as much as you want because I'll just make, I'll be richer quicker. That's, a, that's, a, that's what it's about. <laughs> so... And- and you, you, the other thing which is rare in the flyweight division is you're an absolute finisher. You've only been the distance once with Luke Shanks, and I think you won that fight 50-45 across the score. Yeah, and, and I went to the decision with Zulu, but, um, you know, he was a world champion as well. So I've been decision twice, but two five-round fights and two five-round fights, and I weren't even hardly even breathing. And these are against guys where... Um, especially Zulu, I was only three and zero, and he was eleven and two, and he was multiple weight, multiple time world champion, and already fought on the Ultimate Fighter. So this just shows you, um, you know, I've been through in the deep end straight from the beginning of my career. You know what I mean? And um, I'm 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 a real problem. He yeah, really is, is Basil. Is actually, no, this is great time, and I think actually, Jake, I know you felt like you got the short end of the straw going on the contender series, but to be honest, from the outside looking in, you've gotten the biggest push of the contender series. I've seen since uh, Sean O'Malley. I may be uh, maybe wrong there, but you can think, you can say I'm wrong there. But uh, the way, like obviously, Paddy Pimmel is blowing up. The way they wanted the whole UK card coming over next time, you're going to be on that. Like you're only a couple of fights away from a title shot, I believe. So like this is actually the perfect push, I think, for yourself. Whether you, I know you missed the way, I know nothing's exactly perfect, perfect, but it's the best push I've seen in a while. Yeah, well, in a way, it was kind of. Um, I know it's, it's never going to happen again. I'm never going to miss the way again, or or upset anyone again, or you know, or anything like that. But if anything, it's, it's helped my profile. You know what I mean? Are you going to change your nickname to Nice Kong? <laughs> yeah, that's nice Kong there, not White Kong there. The funny thing is, they wouldn't even call me White Kong. I don't know what happened there. Like they, they cut it out of my promo. But anyway, I don't know why that is. Jake, t- tell us this. Um, obviously, you went viral after the fight, and it, it wasn't actually for the fight. It was. Uh, can you tell us what birthday it was? Where you know you blew out the candles and you, you wished you were going to be a UFC fighter, and made that happen. I think that was shared on the UFC Instagram, Dana White's Instagram. Probably your own Instagram as well. What 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 was your phone like after that video went up? And what age were you in that video? My phone went absolutely crazy. Um, you know, I went from I think I was like on maybe eight thousand Instagram followers after my win, and then I, that video I put that video on the internet, and I've gone up to twenty five thousand on Instagram. Um, so you trebled in the space of a week. In the space of like a day and a couple of days, you know. Um, so yeah, it went went absolutely crazy. But yeah, that was my ninth birthday. But even before then, I was wishing I'd 
to be um, a UFC fighter. I hadn't even started training then. I hadn't even started training. And I was <laughs> already wishing to be a UFC fighter. So That's mad thing, Paz. That was, what, 2007, 14 years ago. And here you are now, signed to the UFC, one of the most exciting prospects out of Europe. And on the on the road to a title, really, you know what I mean? Like, I, I rarely say it, and I rarely come out and sort of, you know, put my sort of hat on someone and be like, that's one to watch. But like, when it comes to you, Jake, I'm like, he can really get in there and compete with the very best in the world right away. And especially at the flyweight, flyweight weight class as well. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, the water is much shallower in terms of talent. I think the top five are brilliant. And past that, I think, you know, there's a quite a drop off. I don't know if you view it the same way. Um, I view the top five guys are, are, are very good, but I also view what I've had a look myself. I don't think the guys are that far off. Like, I've, I don't really think, like, if I went in and thought, I don't know, let's just say number 13, I don't think number 13 is any better or any worse than an unranked fighter. Um, we're, we're going to leave a comment here, you know. by the way. Uh, leave a comment saying who you think Jake should fight next. Yeah. Go ahead. Carry on, sorry. Yeah, um, I don't think, you know, I think the more, all, I think all of them are good. I think when you, you talk about flyweight, flyweight's the best skill level of any weight division. You know what I mean? Like the more the best skilled, skilled opponents, um, you know, and the flyweights are getting you know, better better as in them knocking people out nowadays as well. It weren't like five years ago when they weren't knocking people out. Flyweights are knocking each other out now. You know what I mean? I, um, you know, so there's a lot of talent in the flyweight division. I think it's the it's the hardest division, in my opinion, to win a belt in because they're the most skilled. Um, I'm going to win a belt, but like Dana says, I'm a special talent, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, there you go. It's also the way you add a bit of swag, the way you went after you won the fight, the way you walked off. That was a viral reel as well. And I was like, that's exactly what they need. And that's what um, this side of the world needs as well. Like, And you can be the face of that in that division as well. And um, like, obviously, Figueredo is taking on Brandon Moreno for the third time. Mm. What's he going to make of that fight? And who, who do you think is going to take the, take the win? Um, you know, they're both good, uh, good uh, fighters. Um, I think Moreno's got his number now. I think as well, Figueredo, you know, probably cuts too much weight as well, you know, or cuts too much weight wrong because, you know, he's, you know, he's a big flyweight. Um, he kind of, he don't like, like it when you fight him back. You know what I mean? He likes it when, when you back up from him. And I think, I think Moreno noticed that in the last fight and stuck it on him a little bit more, stayed with him in the pocket a bit more. And, um, day like that so I think Moreno's got his number to be honest um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Figueredo whacks him and finishes him but um, you know I've got to go with Moreno but they're both great fighters at the end of the day yeah I think Figueredo got that champ that champ <laughs> check and he was like right and going out and enjoying this that's the thing <laughs> uh, for people watching right now I don't know if Ross will come back I think he's doing bit, something more fun is he but uh, Jake like what's the story for the rest of the year now obviously like your phone's blowing up. I'm sure it's hard to get back to people, but like, are you just sort of, what are you, are you just keeping your eyes focused on the division or like, like, are you trying to get in again for the, before the rest of the year? Well, well, um, well, if I'm going to fight before the end of the, the year, it's going to, it's going to be really on the last show of the year. Um, 
you know, I've been talking already with Diana and stuff about getting a fight, but uh, I know all the shows are full till February. Um, you know, obviously, if I can't get on late December, then, you know, February is probably the best for me. Obviously, over the Christmas period, it's hard to get tra training partners and stuff. So, yeah, if not the last show of the year, the last show of the year, December, I think it's December the 18th, then, um, then February, I'd like to get back in and Versus whoever and wherever, really. I don't really too too fussed. Um, you know, I did mention Little Figueredo after the fight. I think that's that's a nice nice um, fight to have. Um, you know, but I don't really give a shit. So they can send whoever. Ross, we were just talking about Figueredo before you went off. Uh, Figueredo versus Moreno, and uh, what Jake would like to do next. Is there anything else you want to say to Jake before we uh, wrap things up? No, I just apologize, guys. All the power went to my entire estate and everything just went shut off. So uh, oh, did I do apologize about that, Jake. Um, Basmo, yeah, yeah. I did just like say, see, is there was I wasn't trying to be real. No, no. Everything just went, and uh, like I'm actually sitting here in the darkest. Who knows what I'm gonna do without uh, television and Wi-Fi for the next uh, couple of hours? But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to my family. <laughs> but uh, no, Jake, I really appreciate the time uh, you come, yeah. coming on this show really really appreciate it you're an absolute legend i hope everyone follows your journey it's going to be an epic one and as always stay energized stay energized show up the irish and sussing you guys a couple of times i've seen a couple of clips i think you've done some interviews with dylan moran and that but I, I i saw so keep going keep up the good work guys